She's Tori. And he's Nick. And this is I Want to Rewatch. An X-Files adjacent podcast. In search of... Mayan Mysteries. This episode was written and produced by Terry A. Landau. And it was edited by March Kessler with assistance by Louis Friedman. The series is hosted and narrated by Leonard Nimoy. And it originally aired on Saturday, January 7th, 1977. The heart of an average human being beats 72 times a minute. These, however, are not ordinary human beings. And of course, we're like seeing people. They are the Mayans. Their hearts beat only 50 times a minute. Their teeth do not decay. Their skull cavities are different from any other human being. They are the descendants of an extraordinary people who long ago created an astonishing civilization. Then they vanished. Where did they come from? Why did their civilization flourish? Then disappear. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> This ancient observatory suggests a knowledge of astronomy that rivals anything we know today. It was built more than a thousand years ago. Who designed it? Where did they get their knowledge? Most puzzling of all, where did they go? In search of Mayan mysteries. Woo. Almost everything there is wrong. Wrong, uh-huh wrong, wrong wrong so wrong i actually like <laughs> messaged you because i got through the intro and i was like uh i don't know about this one i feel weird already and it's only been like 10 seconds yeah their hearts don't beat normal and their heads are weird and their teeth don't decay despite the fact that we have like anthropological evidence of like like their dental work and how they had like filled cavities and stuff so yeah they, their teeth don't decay okay whatever so, well, and it's yeah. saying like modern Mayan people too. It's trying to present them as like super different and it's weird and racist. Maybe because they're alien hybrids. I mean, that might be what they're trying to say, but either way, it's not good. I mean, they never do, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And of course, then we get our series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanations, but not necessarily the only ones to the mysteries we will examine. Caveat. I think it's good to reiterate that periodically, especially with this episode. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah, a fan of, of this episode. Definitely, <laughs> no. definitely at the start with the whole like, yep, these aren't really people. They're, they're different than everyone else who is a human being. So, yeah. And then also they just in search of just constantly does this shit where it's like all where did they gain their knowledge? They possibly couldn't have just learned it like everyone else learned shit. No, they had to get it from somewhere. It's I like, know. And then it's I like, know. oh, and their descendants don't remember any of the knowledge. And where did they go? They disappeared. Well, you can't disappear and have descendants that exist today. It doesn't work that way. No. So no. It's just where like, did they go? They became these other people who are their descendants. Yeah. So either they didn't disappear <laughs> or these people aren't really their descendants. They just live there now. So, like, which one is it? You can't have it both ways. So, yeah, it just they do this all the time. And it just kind of like, oh, come on. So. <laughs> Yeah. So the episode opens and you think that this is going to be about Mayan magic, 
which they're going to get there eventually, but they're going to go way back. Way, <laughs> way back. back. <laughs> um, so it starts with the Bible and evolution agree, which is not something I've ever heard before. <laughs> so I don't know if that's true. So or again, like immediately, I'm just like, no, what are they saying? <laughs> Out of the void came light, a creative force. Yeah, and I'm not sure evolution talks about light at all. No, (laughs) I think they're literally talking about the Big Bang. So they literally start from the very beginning. Yeah, so maybe like the Bible and science agree would have been a better sentence if you were going to go that route, Mm -hmm, even though mm -hmm. there are some issues with that too. But yes. Yeah. Anyway, and then we learn about life that started in the seas and in the skies and then on land. And then we learn that civilization came slow to man, except in the jungles of Mexico and Guatemala. (gasps) But wait, white people don't live there. I know. It's actually kind of impressive, (laughs) to be honest, that they would go there. In Tikal, pyramids stand as the ancient link between the earth and the sky. Whoa. Pre-Columbian scholar and poet Al Urista believes the Maya to be the oldest culture in the world. Mm-hmm. And one of those credentials is valid. We'll let you guess which one. Is it poet? Ding, 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 <laughs> ding. Yeah, not, not surprised. <laughs> not that, like, it's wrong to believe that the Mayan culture may be the oldest in the world. Like, I don't know. That's entirely possible. Yeah, just, that's well, other stuff where you're kind of like, believe some other stuff too. That yeah, we're that's too. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, which is why it's so. I just and then he has a clear. whole nother side of his life that is actually pretty interesting, and we'll talk about that at the end. So, but yeah, okay. and just in the context of this episode, yeah. Also, it took me a while to figure out who this was because, well, we'll get to that. Okay. So, yeah. He believes the Maya were masters of matter and energy and could transform matter and energy. Whoa. Yeah, which, you know, yeah. They had advanced astronomical and mathematical knowledge. Mm-hmm. They did, yep. And they had symbols for one, five, and zero, which is stated as anticipating the decimal system by thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Except which, the decimal system is based on ten. Yeah, and also, like, I don't know why it has to anticipate a system. They had their own math system. That's really freaking cool. Like, why does it have to be like, mm-hmm. oh, and they figured out our math. Who cares? Yeah, I don't know they if their, their math, math system is technically based on 20 or if it's based on 5. I don't remember. Um, but, yeah, but they had yeah they had symbols for 1, 5, and then groups of 5 would become 20. And so it's like that kind of thing. But I forget. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. They also had zero, which is pretty impressive. So. Yes, because zero is a weird concept. So mm-hmm. figure that out, then you're doing well. In 1947, a discovery shed new light on the Mayans' thousand-year-old religion. Murals depicting ceremonial activities, warfare, and sacrifice were discovered. Ooh, they're pretty cool, too. They are pretty cool. And we also learned that priests filled books with astronomical observations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had cool, like, fold-out, like, accordion-style books. So mm-hmm. they didn't do, like, scrolls, but, yeah. And the Mayan written language is still largely undeciphered. Yes. I am not sure if that was true in 1977. It is definitely not true now. If it was, um, it wouldn't be surprising because back in the 
you know, 15th and 16th century, um, Catholic priests and friars basically destroyed every single text they could come across. Right. So as Michael D. Coe, an actual pre-Columbian scholar, writes, our knowledge of ancient Maya thought must represent only a tiny fraction of the whole picture. For of the thousands of books in which the full extent of their learning and ritual was recorded, only four have survived to modern times. As though all of posterity knew of ourselves were to be based on three prayer books and Pilgrim's Progress. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in addition to those four books, there is other writing, obviously, like, you know, inscribed on, like, stucco facades and frescoes and, like, lentils and cave walls and other artifacts, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, but, like, as far as their actual, like, books, yeah, we basically lost everything. So imagine just going, like, to some library and randomly picking four books and then basing your entire knowledge of a culture on those four books. Yeah, so. it's not going to be great. So no. it's such a shame. It really is the damage that was done by people who were trying to, like, convert people to other religions i was impressed that they do go into that later i thought they were gonna just gloss over that shit completely but they do go into it and i literally was getting fucking angry at the screen when they Uh were like depicting those friars like burning shit i was just like "Mm, mm, mm, mm." yeah i was yeah just mm. We also learned that the Mayans had an elaborate road system that connected their sacred cities. Alarista talks more about energy and talks of a legend that tells of a light-skinned bearded man or god who provided them with highly advanced knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put a pin yeah, in that, that. Yeah, it seemed like that was going to go a bad way. They kind of just stopped talking about that. So that was good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that technically is part of the legend, but it tends to get used a lot for what we were expecting them to do, which they kind of didn't do, but still kind of do. So, yeah, there's a pyramid with 364 steps and a temple atop represents the 365th day. At 5 p.m. on the spring in autumnal equinox, the sun reveals a serpent along the length of a temple. Ooh. Pretty cool looking. It's just like a little snake. Yeah. I mean, you got to kind of squint to be like, oh, yeah. it's a serpent. But yeah. I mean, I can see it. It's kind of like a little yeah. snake. little snake. Priests also played the first known team sport where losing meant death. Yes. And you've probably undoubtedly seen photos of that. So. Yeah. And also, like, that seems like a bad way to encourage people to improve on their sport. <laughs> Well, it wasn't so much like it was like the league, like they like that was an entertainment (laughs) thing. It was more of a ritualistic and like, yeah, I know. But still, I'm just saying they also say it's really hard to win, which I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. So apparently losing only meant if the other team won, whereas in most cases, no one would win. They would always be in draw because you can't use your hands. You can't use your feet, but you got to get this like rubber ball up through this little tiny hole up on the wall. And so you're basically just using, like, your head and your body. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Probably a lot of concussive injuries, I imagine. Mm -hmm. But then, abruptly, the priests left. Why? Why? Did their observations... Why? Why? (laughs) Did their observations see a new era and an end to the current one? (gasps) No one knows. Oh, damn. Yeah, so no answer. Sorry. Maybe if all those friars hadn't burned all our fucking books. I know. We might. I know. Goodness. 
And then we get Leonard Nimoy poses a question, sort of. It's kind of a statement and a question at the same time. Ooh, it is a strange and fascinating puzzle. The answer may be found in an incredible drama played out in an obscure place by men who served a different god. <gasps> Which god do you think they probably served? Um, Pele, the Hawaiian volcano god. Mm, no, he was really good at soccer, but no. <laughs> um, okay, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm going to guess we're talking Christians. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah probably. Oh. Yeah. So we learned that the Mayans had abandoned their cities hundreds of years before the arrival of the Spanish in the late 15th century. Ding, 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 Christians. The conquistadors came to battle foreign soldiers. The friars came to battle foreign gods. And they burned the written knowledge of the Maya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they spent a long time on that reenactment, too, and it just made mm -hmm. me so mad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was infuriating. Mayan representations of the serpent portrayed them as children of the devil to the Catholic friars. Because, you know, they're definitely the experts on what their writings and drawings mean. Yeah, they saw pictures of a snake and were like, oh, we think the snake is the devil. We got to burn this stuff. So, yeah. I don't know. Personally, I believe that religion is always more about destruction of knowledge than about education. That's just my own personal belief. And while Tori has her fancy time machine that she plans to go fight out all the lost knowledge that we've mm -hmm. gotten. So mm -hmm. maybe we'll put this on there. Save some books from the Mayan culture. Yeah, I'll go I will use books. my time machine to brutally and slowly murder people like the Spanish conquistadors and friars. So because <laughs> at least one timeline needs to have karmic vibes. So there yes, we go. That's what I, that's what <laughs> I, I mean, will I... use my time machine for. <laughs> I would warn you about making the present worse, but honestly, I think at this point it's a crapshoot. So. Yeah, I'm going to go <laughs> with the timeline do. split thing. Like It won't matter for the present, right? It's just going to create a different universe. And so I'm like, okay, you know what? Ba -bing, new universe. <laughs> and then maybe we'll find out if it would be worse or not. It might be better. It's true. If the world wasn't based on European culture. Who knows? Who knows? Their ruthless thoroughness in destroying the writings of the Maya is a loss to our knowledge of these ancient people and what happened to them. Mm -hmm. And then we get some theories. One theory is that they were decimated by malaria and yellow fever, though the historical record shows that those diseases were non-existent during that time. So unlikely. Yeah, even Leonard Nimoy kind of like, yeah, not this one. Nope. So... Another theory is that maybe the priests were cast out by rebellious elements and then the civilization sort of fell after that. Hmm. There's a theory that they were fleeing natural catastrophes. Maybe there was a massive earthquake and they all had to flee the cities. Oh. In 1976, an earthquake 150 kilometers from Guatemala City killed 23,000 people, destroyed 20% of all buildings, and left over 1 million people homeless. So, yeah. So the explanation for that is like it is a, a earthquake prone area. So yeah. Another theory is just crop failure. They depleted the soil, couldn't thrive there anymore, moved on. Yeah, possibility. Also, mm -hmm. possibly climate change. Oh, climate change. Possible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, 
I mean, climate change doesn't have to be man-made. Doesn't have right? to be. No, yeah. I mean, the current climate change is totally man-made. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Could have been a change in the climate that made it less mm -hmm. habitable and they moved yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's actually the phrasing they use in the episode. I just put climate change as a shorthand in the notes. So that does tend to change the feeling, maybe, perhaps, you say, a change in climate versus climate change. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Alarista disagrees with all of these theories. No. Oh. The priests back then could predict earthquakes, which is a pretty awesome power to have. Good for them. I mean, if you can control matter and energy, then... It's true. It's true. You know. Also, the Maya had developed 28 different kinds of corn for different conditions. They had a communistic society where all were taken care of and oh. use psychic energy to control the weather like everything sounds great and then you get the psychic energy to control the weather and you're like maybe this isn't true i mean that sounds doubts. great too honestly it, it just, does it just, i'm it just, just yeah i'm a little dubious that maybe any of this is right i mean he anyway. does bookend it nicely with like predicting earthquakes psychic energy so you kind of got a feeling like the stuff in the middle is actually pretty good but the yeah the covers are kind of like oh i don't know if i want to read this book so yeah their temples were built on ley lines, and they never actually say ley lines, but that that's what they're talking about. That's totally about. what they're talking about, yeah. Totally. He says that they completed one cycle of civilization and started another by traveling to the east. Mm. I didn't know that civilization just moved in cycles, like a life cycle, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, civilizations rise and civilizations fall. So, so they traveled through Egypt into the Red Sea. There they began their second cycle. And then we learn that he believes the last words of Christ on the cross were not spoken in Aramaic, but in Mayan. The timing is a little off on that, but I mean, I guess what's a thousand years if you can control matter and energy? So Yeah, maybe they have a time machine too. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Maybe that's how they can predict earthquakes. Yeah. They don't really predict them. They just know because they were in the future. And, came back. Yeah. Mm. and maybe that's how they control the weather, too. They just know what the weather's going to be. Mm, so like, I'm going to make it. Why are you making it drought all the time? Well, I just, I'm sorry. This is what we need to do. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We're told that little remains of the old practices and beliefs of the Maya. Most of it is lost and forgotten. But perhaps the Maya anticipated even this. Whoa. Yeah, huh? that's pretty. Okay, so they, they were. I mean, if you did, ahead. why would you even bother writing shit down if you knew someone would come burn it? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I don't know about that theory. So The ancient Maya conceived their time on Earth, their cycle of civilization, to be 5,200 years. They determined on December 24th, 2011, a cataclysm would terminate their cycle of civilization. New men would then appear to fight the forces of evil and lead the people into the next cycle. <gasps> if they were correct. Leonard Nimoy tells us that in just 34 years, we may learn the answers to some of the ancient Mayan mysteries. Ooh. 
Yeah. Nice callback to the title also there, Mind Mysteries. Good job. Because mm-hmm. it's yeah. over. Yeah, yeah we it. get our little lost civilizations, extraterrestrials, myth and monsters, missing persons, magic and witchcraft, unexplained phenomena in search of cameras of traveling the world, seeking out these great mysteries. The program is a result of work of scientists, researchers, and a group of highly skilled technicians. So we get that little elevator pitch again, which we also just got like last episode. So it may have been a little padding, possibly. Yeah. yeah uh, this episode didn't have a lot in it at all, really. No, and it... It's one of those things where I have this thing where podcasts, sometimes I'm listening to like conspiracy podcasts or like history podcasts and you listen to it and you enjoy it and you're like, this is great. This is great. And then they talk about something you know about and they get shit wrong and you're like, oh, fuck, what else are they getting wrong that I am not aware of because I'm not I'm not knowledgeable on that topic. Right. And it's one of those kind of things because uh, both my wife and I had it awesome instructor uh when we were in college in california who was really into like aztec and maya stuff and actually traveled down there and did work and kind of stuff she was an art teacher and also well she was an art history teacher and then also we took anthropology classes from her and she was amazing barbara strong and so like we both have like at least like some 1990s era knowledge of like the maya and that kind of thing and so this episode was a little frustrating because i'm like mm-hmm. no no no, no, no. What are you saying? No. What are you talking about? So, yeah. Well, even if you don't have a strong knowledge, the stuff they say is just so blatantly wrong that you're like, no, <laughs> that's not, that didn't happen. Like, I mean, their teeth don't decay. Their heads are weird. I mean, they went to Egypt and talked to yeah. Jesus. Like, what? No, no, they did not. Yeah. Yeah. So, we talked a little about Alarista and. So I was looking for them, and one, you don't know how to spell names because they never list the people that are on the show. You kind of got to guess. I got lucky, kind of like I looked at something that led me to something that led me to something, and I was like, oh, shit. So it's not Alarista, it's Alarista, although I think they actually meant it to be Alarista because the person's birth name is Alberto Balthasar Urista Hideria. But he goes by Alaristo, one word. Okay. And he was born on August 8, 1947, Mexico City, Mexico. He and his family moved to the United States and settled in San Diego when he was 13. He is a poet and a Chicano activist and part of the Atzlan literary movement. So, so poet was the one. Tori got that right. Yay. Uh, from his Wikipedia entry, he graduated from high school in 1965 and began studying business administration at Chapman University in Orange County, California. He disliked business administration because, I mean, honestly, who wouldn't? And he transferred to San Diego State University to study religion. He then changed his major a couple times, and he ended up getting a B.A. in psychology in 1970. And then he went on and got an M.A. at San Diego State University in 1978. And then he got his Ph.D. in literature from UC San Diego in 1983. And his doctoral thesis was on the fiction of Chicano lawyer and author Oscar Zeto Acosta. He's taught at Cal Poly, California Polytechnic State University, in uh, San Luis Obispo, SLO. He has taught at the Escuela Tataloco in Denver, Colorado, and at the University of Texas in Austin. And he's lectured and read his poetry in venues around the world. So he's he's mainly a poet, but he's also like an activist. So, yeah. Not sure how he ended up on In Search Of as a pre-Columbian scholar, but okay. You know, I mean, his story was... (laughs) Yeah. 
So. The story was pretty wild. Maybe they just needed someone to say wacky things about the Mayans. They're like, oh, you have a wacky Mayan theory? Yeah, I think sometimes just they know people, right? Like whoever's working on the show, like knows someone who maybe knows someone. It was like, oh, yeah, let's bring them on, you know, kind of thing, <laughs> possibly. That's possible, I mean, yeah. I mean, his story was not as batshit crazy as Elizabeth Clare Prophet. And as far as I can tell, he's not a grifter or a cult leader or a homophobe or a racist. And so I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. He has a crazy story fine yeah it's just i would really love to know more about like what do we actually know about the mayan civilization instead of like we don't know much but they might have gone to egypt and talked to jesus and also their teeth don't decay and you're like what (laughs) (laughs) what about like some facts like i don't know tell me a little more about their history i don't know yeah well fortunately in the modern world we have the internet and also we have books and shit that people didn't burn so yay you can actually learn all that stuff on your I own i can i can yeah you just have to be curious and you can learn it so much like wikipedia i guess maybe in search of is also a stepping stone to knowledge just maybe the incentive is different <laughs> in, in wikipedia you're like oh they said this and they gave a link and i can go look at that original source and maybe then go from there and you know just almost rabbit hole into knowledge whereas in search of you're like is that fucking true and then you go and look it up so <laughs> Yeah, or most you know. of the time, that's not fucking true. Let me look that up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I just, you know, it's 22 minutes. I get that they don't have a lot of time. And they're trying to, like, spark your imagination and suggest, like, these wild theories about stuff that may have happened in history. But I do wish sometimes that, like, if all they have are these, like, wild conjectures, they would at least just maybe focus in more on the facts. And then maybe they can give like a minute or two to the wild conjectures, but like give us some actual like history. Like, you know, we know the Mayan civilization existed from X to X and we're known for this or what, you know, tell me more about their 28 varieties of corn or whatever it is. Like that's fascinating. I don't want to hear about all this nonsense about predicting earthquakes and psychic energy. Yeah. Well, I think I almost think of, of like, in I've, I've kind of again. I still love in search of it. it's. It's oh it's for bonkers, sure. It's fun. But it's, it's all over the place. I've come to think of it almost as like they are a publisher who will self-publish your book for you, and people just come to them with shit because like all these episodes <laughs> are like written and produced by like a person, right? And uh-huh. like here's here's what I wrote, and here's the story I have. Let's do it. Leonard Nimoy is gonna read it. Holy shit, that's awesome! You know, yeah. it's like, and I think that's what it is. I think they're just like. You know, they're taking what people are giving them and being like, yeah, okay, we can produce. We need how many episodes this season? Okay, we need some stories, people. And then they get stories from people. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, I think it's more in, I think even then it was probably more entertainment than education. But, yeah, one of those things where, like, it was fun then and then now it's become like ancient aliens and mm-hmm. it's just kind of channel and a little all, off all, kilter and a little yeah. wacky and yeah all the actual educational channels now just are like going for those ratings so yeah huh. what can you do mm-hmm. go back in your time machine and stop it <laughs> eh, i got do? too much on my list already i'll just let <laughs> in search of live <laughs> let it do its thing okay I Want to Rewatch is hosted by Tori and Nick and recorded in collaboration with Black Cat and Orange Tuxedo Studios. 
Episode production design and editing is by Lazy End Productions. Our music is Dark Science by David Hillowitz, and the truth is what we make of it by the Agrarians. They may have 28 kinds of corn, too. I don't know. <laughs> Our X Files adjacent feed is where we cover television and films that are, you guessed it, X Files adjacent. And they might even be able to predict earthquakes. Whoa. If you like what we're doing, tell a friend. We'd love to have them join us. Speaking of which, be sure to join us next time, especially if you're worried about earthquakes. And together, we will try to figure out if the truth is still out there. Well, that's a hard one. I'm sorry. I'm probably not going to match that. No. The truth is what we make of it. determined on December 24th, 1911, a cataclysm. Where did you get 19 from? Oh, shit. (laughs) I don't know. 1911. 2011. I don't know. Sometimes the years in 2000s just don't feel real to me. (laughs) (laughs) Only been 22 of them so far. I'm not convinced. Uh, 1977, 1997, that I get. But going from 2011 (laughs) to 1911, that that was a trick. Good job. Good job. (laughs) 